Det är ju Hello and welcome to The Launch Sequence, your comedy podcast about adulting, millennials, and the life of a soon-to-be ex-college student. We're coming to you live from the Scarf and Binder studios here at Westmont College. I'm here with my co-host, Mike Anthony. Greetings, everyone. On this episode of the podcast, textile poetry, would you rather, and advice for going home on school breaks. Before we get into the meat of the show, it's time for the 10-second check-in. Because only your mother actually wants to know how your week went. You only have 10 seconds to tell me how your week was. Ready? Go. I had uh, a strange week. I've been tired most of this week, and I'm really ready for break, which is coming up next week. Um, but I did have kind of a lot of work to Done. do. All right. Andrew, to avoid tanking listener engagement, you only have 10 seconds to tell me about your week. Ready? Go. I led a bunch of groups in tryouts. I lead a improv clubs. So we had a tryout for a spring sing thing, which is a little uh, group uh, school performance thing. And then I had papers due Friday that I have and not stop. finished. For non-Westmont listeners, that may have been slightly confusing. Next up, our recurring section, Ramen and Rhyme, featuring the first and last time Micah uses his literature major in a semi-professional capacity. Micah and I have each written a poem with the same title. We have not yet heard each other's poems. We will read them out loud and interpret them on the fly. If this hasn't warned you that this is a nerdy podcast, nothing will. The title of this week's poems is Sweater. Sweater. Same design, different color. Put her letter on it, jock. Pair it with a handlebar, hipster. Thrift store of purchase, good fine. Grandpap's closet, relic of another time. Wear for a first kiss, keepsake, pair with a speedo, mistake. Context is key. <laughs> I like that. I, I I like how you approached all the different ways a sweater can be worn. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, the, the context is key. Like, it, it, it very much, uh, you know, depending on a lot of surrounding factors, the sweater can signify very different things about, you know, identity and, you know, what does this article of clothing mean about the person who's wearing it? Um, also, I have the mental image of you wearing a sweater and a speedo, so uh, that that also happened. Sweater. A knit sign designed to project to the world a certain air of elegance. The regalia of the academic prince. The librarian's stole and chasuble. The warmth of the wise elder. The wealth of the collegiate scion. And I put it on accepting the mantle of office and the armor of academe with as little thought as it takes to pull it over my head. Well, um, I'm surprised you got it over that full head of yours, because uh, <laughs> 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 I've never heard such an ode to a, a, a sweater. This is, this is not like a crown so much as a, a textile, uh, of which we were probably made fun of in middle school for wearing, so... I, oh, absolutely. I, I appreciate you <laughs> doing a bit of, you know, linguistic judo and, and turning um, my, my, the nice V-neck sweater into a emblem of state. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you wrote that. 
<laughs> Why not, Andrew? <laughs> it's just it's just so pompous. <laughs> I mean, I know we're writing poetry on a podcast, but seriously. It is really pompous. Especially because, like, I just see your sweaters thrown over the back of the chairs all day, so it's not exactly, like, behind a glass case not, with a little museum black. <laughs> it's not just a sweater, Andrew. Mantle it's of the office. armor of academe. <laughs> By the time we upload this podcast, the cast will all be on spring break, which means friends, family, and people asking what we'll be doing with our majors. In light of this brief reprieve, we've decided to take a look back at our college breaks thus far and pass on sage advice derived from this small sample size. So listen up, underclassmen. Get ready for a section we're calling A Senior's Guide to Going Home for Breaks. To the freshmen, first off, you've changed, and that'll feel a little weird. Second off, your friends have likely changed, which will feel weirder. And finally, your family dynamic may have changed, which will likely feel the weirdest. Coming home and being like, this is almost a Twilight Zone episode because I recognize this, but I do not fit in. Yeah. Yeah, I have two pieces of advice that kind of work against each other, but make sure you make time for the people at home, but also make time for yourself. Um, Because, yes, you want to rest, but also... You're going to be with people who care very deeply about you and don't get to share your life with you in the same way that they used to. And that's going to be weird for you and for them. Um, So, like, make sure, take the opportunity to spend some quality time with those people. But also, you're on break. Um, So take time for yourself. Make sure you actually rest and... Hmm. And and try to come back refreshed. So it's important when you go back to break from take this very kind of ancient advice for politicians, which is answer the question you wish you had been asked. <laughs> because you need a lot of questions you don't want to answer, whether it's about why are you still single? What do you want to do with your life? Where did Jerry go? You know, just strange things like that. A and, literature major? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with that? Liberal arts degree. How is that marketable? <laughs> Uh, so figure out before you go back what you actually want to talk about, things that get you excited, whether projects you've done or topics that have really been exciting you that you've been uh, talking about in class. Uh, and so find ways to, like, make the question they asked that question. So, you know, Micah, how's that literature major going? Well, you know, I really have the opportunity to study lots of different a- aspects of the human experience and, and then keep going on that for the next four hours or so. Yeah, and people want to understand your life and want to know more about you. It's really, they're not usually malicious questions. Uh, So finding ways to give them kind of that, like, update on your life, but highlighting the best parts of of that life you want to share. One of the things that you can do on break is get get to business that doesn't get done while you're in classes all the time and, you know, doing sort of your, your average work for the week. Um, break is a great time to update your resume or finish up that application you've had sitting on your computer for a while. Um, Read a book for fun. Maybe try to start journaling again. Whatever. Like, like use use the the naturally occurring transition 
as a way to maybe do something a little different. Um, but also be realistic about the amount of work you can get done. Because working at home is really hard. Um, so be realistic about what you can accomplish in that time. Um, and have a have a contingency plan for if it doesn't get done or doesn't get done to the degree that you expected. Especially for those um, going back after large uh, changes, either personally or um, loss of a family member or um, just transitions kind of that come with, with being in college this time. There's a lot of transitions that come. Be okay with grieving that change. Um, going back for break is often the time where you face the fact that time moves in one direction only. Um, and that can be really heartbreaking. Just, yeah. you know, go, even going back to like my old room and being like, okay, like I'm never going to like have a first date again, which seems like kind of silly. Like I'll have first dates with people, but I'll never have that like middle school thrill again. Or, you know, I won't never have another board game at like night at my house, which was the tradition we would do all throughout high school. Um, yeah. And those are good things or beautiful things, but like that time's passed and I can't go back to that. And that's just, so just make space to like grieve and feel that emotion because that's going to come um, and it often comes strongest during those breaks. I have found my experience. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely true. But there's also going to be things that are delightfully familiar. Um, yes. I'm looking forward to going home and petting my dog. Um, so give you yes mm -hmm. um it is important to be aware of and um find ways to grieve the things that have changed but also you know you're on break take time to relax into things that are familiar mm. um you know take a walk to some of your favorite spots um eat that food that's really good that you can't mm. get around school um, you know, uh, spend time with old friends and, and people who, who know you and, and care for you. Yes, I think going back home, one of the great things is you can kind of do a greatest hits. Like, you get to kind of reclaim <laughs> elements of your childhood or, or look at them in a new way. And so, like, going, yeah, like going back to that, the best cafe in town or that mm -hmm. place where he was, like, used to read books. Like, yeah, that time's passed and you can, yeah, like I said, like, grieve that passing time, but also be okay at re-accepting those or reintegrating those into kind of your new new personhood. Yeah, and it's going to be different, but it's going to be familiar also. Finally, for those who have the blessing of a, of a whole family, of a very harmonious family relationship back home, um, have grace for your friends who don't have uh, that same blessing, um, who may or who may just be having a very busy break or who are going back to less than relaxing circumstances. Um, you may come back just jazzed and ready to get started with life and they may just be slumping back into the parking lot, you know, excited to be away from that toxicity. So being aware that not everyone's going to have the same break experience as you. Well, thank you for that advice, Micah, and, and hopefully that was helpful to our podcast listeners. I hope so. College is a time for asking lots of questions, and they don't always have clear answers. Micah likes to call this leaning into ambiguity. Mm-hmm. I call it question-induced insomnia. In this collegiate questioning spirit, we're going to play Would You Rather Between a Prof and a Hard Place. All right, Micah. First question. Would you rather never be able to ask a question in class or always have to borrow other people's notes? 
never ask a question because I could always write it down and ponder the question later during that question-induced insomnia slash lean into the ambiguity we were talking about. Andrew, would you rather have to read all your textbooks out loud in a character voice or have all your textbooks read aloud to you in a normal voice? Oh, character voice. <laughs> Easily. We, we already make weird voices all the time. That's, that's fair. All right, Micah. This is a hard one. No coffee until noon or always having to wake at 6.30. Wake at 6.30 and drink lots of coffee. <laughs> I had a feeling that would be your answer. Yeah. Andrew, would you rather go to a study session led by the world's least competent TA? No. Or lead a study session for all the students who eventually become the world's least no. competent TA? <laughs> I thought you liked me, my guy. Answer the I question, we Andrew. Were Answer the question, Andrew. Um, the, t- the the worst TA because I'll just do stuff on my computer. I like having to lead a study session for incompetent people, and then have or or, or incompetent people that, that eventually go on to like just fail in academia it would be t- too much of my conscience. There, there, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> it was brutal. Geneva Convention. <laughs> 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 I've got more, Andrew. (laughs) I'm afraid. All right, Micah. You either have all the same assignments as the rest of the students, but half the word count to do it, or you can never go, you can never outline any of your pieces. All right, Micah. You either have all the same assignments as the other students, but half the word count to get it done, or you can never outline your assignments. Oh, half the word count, hands down. If I didn't outline things, it would just be a, a incoherent, jumbled mess. H- half the word count. Hear that, kids? Easily. Outline. Easily. Outlining. It's so important. Andrew, would you rather have a roommate who never sleeps or a roommate who always sleeps? Probably always sleeps. Like, if, you, if he was consistently <clears throat> asleep... That he's just a function of the room furniture. Like, I can do whatever, <laughs> and I'll just forget he's there. That's fair. That, that's fair. That's fair. All right. In a similar vein, <laughs> do you want a roommate who always snores or a roommate who never does any of the chores around the room? Snores. Because I can always put in earplugs. Okay. Andrew, would you rather... Have a professor who does nothing but read off the PowerPoint or a professor whose PowerPoint slides aren't at all helpful to the material being taught. Oh, the PowerPoint slides are being unhelpful. I'd, I'd rather have a good professor who I can, like, listen to and actually get the value of all the money I'm paying for this education. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can – I read fairly well. Just, <laughs> like <laughs> – Maybe if I don't have to go to class and like can just read the power, but no, like it, I'm paying so much money. Like, give me an. You should. You should go. Pop. You should go to class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a professor who only speaks in monotones, or a professor who talks way too fast. Way too fast. Just cause excitement. Excitement. <laughs> excitement. Would you rather 
fall asleep for the entirety of one class or fall asleep for five-minute intervals in every class. So, like, one class, I'm going to sleep through it all the time. Yep. I I mean, I don't want to say I've done that. Because <laughs> my mother he, listens to this podcast. I'll say you've done it. Andrew has oh. done that before. Um, I passed the class with an A, so we're still good. Yes, um, you did. Oh, still, though, the, the slowing sleep in one class, like, I'd rather... Because I feel like being it'd be very disruptive to, like the rest of all of my classes to be asleep. Oh, I was I was assuming some sort of magic realist world where like the would you rather rules only apply to you and no one else thinks it's strange. Then maybe the 5 minutes like cuz I can deal. I can just put a, like a blank space between where I fell asleep. Hmm. I mean, that's what happens when it's like, you know, 3 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon and you're like, "Well, I haven't been paying attention for the last 50 minutes. So I'm going to little circle that part of my notes and say go back." Wow, that's uh, that's too real. All right, Micah. Either you can never keep any of the books you get for class. How dare or, you? Or all the books you get for class have people's marks all over them already. Geneva Convention? <laughs> Is this cruel and unusual punishment, Micah? Yes. <laughs> Is this a podcast crime? Yes. I think I can, I can dish it out, but I can't take it. Um... <laughs> All the books have writing all over them, and I would just go through and try to erase it all. But that would still be terrible. Why, Andrew? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I know where you're weak, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Would you rather, every time you ask a question, the food at the dining hall loses a little bit of flavor? Or... Every time you eat a delicious meal, the answers to your questions become less satisfying. This is... Oh, my. <laughs> I know where you're weak, Andrew. <laughs> I wish this was, this was like a video segment because I'm sure our expressions are just agonized. Oh, undoubtedly. Oh, probably the, probably the food becoming less... Because less, I could go buy other food elsewhere... I mean, I that's that's fair. People would hate me because, like, I'd both be disrupting class by asking a bunch of questions <laughs> and then making everyone else's food in the DC less tasteful. But like, I could live with protein meal, but I couldn't live without asking questions. That's true. That's that that is accurate. <laughs> Thank you for. Coming along with us on that adventure through international law against cruel and unusual podcast questions. I'm, I'm exhausted now, goodness. Well, every podcast needs some sponsors, and since we're the one podcast Audible hasn't sponsored yet, this episode was sponsored by... Conflicting Poetry Styles, because Andrew writes a joke and Micah writes something really pompous. This episode of the podcast brought to you by... The Geneva Conventions, applying to podcasts since now. Well, thank you for listening to us while folding your sweaters, performing a polka, or whatever more meaningful task you combine with this podcast. Mm -hmm. We would love suggestions for poem titles, questions, advice, and the sarcastic senior soapbox. Please send your suggestions to our team at thelaunchsequencepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook or hit us up on Twitter at launchseekpod. That's launch, S-E-Q, pod. 
We would also really appreciate um, you guys leaving a review on Apple or Stitcher. It'll help us get uh, some more listeners, and it's also great to know what you enjoy or don't about the podcast. Our sound design and editing for the launch sequence was done by Mark Carlson. Our logo was designed by Izzy Mata. Special thanks to Westmont's music department for allowing us use of their space. Until next time, I'm Andrew Olson. And I'm Micah Anthony. And this has been The The Launch Launch Sequence. Sequence.